Friday, April 27th, almost time for Fantasy Week 5. We will help you set your lineup coming up on today's show. We have an interesting email from a guy named Nando. <laughs> Uh, Why is Nando. Nando emailing our show? Could be Nando. It's a different guy, Al. Oh, oh, I guess I it also praises Adam Azer. Uh, I don't uh, think so. All right. I don't only read emails that praise <laughs> Adam Azer, you know. <laughs> uh, we will help you, like I said, set your lineup for next week with some hitters and some pitchers to start and to sit. We're going to look at struggling superstars, thoughts on closers, and much, much more. Trivia question for you guys. Which requires more pitches, a Phil Hughes start or a Heath Bell save <laughs> or a blown save? Yeah, I'll go with the Heath Bell uh, blown save, at least yesterday's. 46 pitches. Unbelievable. We'll talk more about that later. Stat of the day. Here we go. Phil Umber, nine earned runs allowed in the start after his perfect game. That is a major league record, beating Catfish Hunters eight earned runs allowed in 1968. Now, we, all, we said we didn't really like him this week, right, Al? Uh, I mean, I included him in the top 70, but in the in the nether reaches of it, so yeah. I didn't think he was a great start this week, but a viable one. What do you think, uh, what do you make of this performance? A horrible showing against the Red Sox, nine earned in five innings. We did this, was it, maybe it was Scott who brought it up, or maybe it was Probably, you, Probably, because I know Scott thought that he was not a good start. Well, no, that, that his, after the All-Star break, when they skipped his start. I think, oh, yeah, I did. That, that was you, was yeah, that was great. That was, I mean, and he went home to, to have the birth of his child, and that might have screwed up his schedule. It could have, yeah. Um, I like that theory. Well, and I also like the comparison here with Catfish Hunter because I don't think Phil Umber is Catfish Hunter, but, you know, even a really great pitcher, you know, can get uh, batted around after a perfect game. So that's true. Uh, this doesn't mean down. that, uh, you know, it was a complete mirage that Phil Umber was good enough to, to pitch a per- perfect game. I don't think he's an elite pitcher by any means, but it doesn't mean that he's uh, dead to the uh, top 70 for the rest of the year. <laughs> Do you start him next week? He has Cleveland next week, and he is 0-1 with a 6-9-1 ERA lifetime against Cleveland. Uh, I have to, you know, again, sort of sort out and see what all the options are. But given that there aren't a lot of two-start options that I'm very excited about for next week, I probably would uh, say to go ahead and start Umber. And stat of, the, stat of the day number two, Nick Johnson's over 26. Oof. What is that all about? <laughs> I don't know. But does That's he have really 16 bad. walks? <clears throat> Probably not. I don't, even, I don't think he's doing that this, this I actually year. didn't realize he, in surprise, he had 26 at-bats. Yeah. And he messed up a ground ball, too, didn't he? He's, he cost the Orioles uh, while well, they were winning. I, I remember know. reading that somewhere. I'm, it's that just yesterday? all hazy to me. I'm pretty sure Nick Johnson fumbled some ground ball either yesterday or the day before mm. and cost the Orioles a surefire win. Well, when we get to 26 ground balls, yeah. <laughs> Pretty bad. All right, struggling stars. We're going to break out the meter again. One through ten, how worried are you? Ten being, holy crap, uh, I'm so worried. Oh, and also, Delman Young is arrested. We're just finding out. What yeah, happened just, here? Just this morning, uh, Friday morning, uh, this is via, well, I'm looking at it on Deadspin, but the New York Post, it looks like, reported this. Uh, Delman Young was arrested and charged with third-degree assault after shoving a man to the ground early Friday morning. That if- man was probably a ten on the panic meter. Probably yeah. by, by Delman Young. And you know Delman Young wasn't there without his team. Just hanging out by himself at a bar in New York? You don't think no, so? man. No, if he, he was probably just some jerk. Third degree assault's like nothing. The guy was probably, you know, I've, you know, New York. Well, I didn't There's get some any jerk bar in a bar. In New York, dude. There's some jerk in a bar saying, oh, the Tigers suck. We guys suck. <laughs> he gets in your face, you shove him, and he's like, oh, I'm going to sue you. I'm going ch- to press charges now. That's what you think happened here? Third degree assault. That's like nothing. All right. Do we know anything fantasy-wise, suspension or anything like that? Uh, 
No, not not yet. Old school Jim Leland is not going to punish a ball player for pushing a jerk in a bar in New York. Well, old school Bud Selig. I don't, I don't see it getting elevated to that level. Okay. But we'll see. All right, struggling stars here. Albert Pujols is still homerless. John Heyman wrote a blog entry yesterday. with uh, He talked to some scouts, and he had a couple of theories about Pujols. One of them, the contract being something that could be weighing on him. But the other, the more interesting thing was the ballpark and Angel Stadium really being a bad ballpark. Um, the weather there isn't good you know, for balls to carry, especially at night. And there have been some, some balls that Pujols has hit that have been held in perhaps by the park. How concerned are you guys about Albert Pujols? I think this is the second time we're talking about him this week, but <laughs> he's still homerless right now, and he's really struggling. I, I'm still just not that concerned about him, and I'm just filing through some stats of his just to see if there's anything that's really unusual other than the, the utter lack of power. Uh, now, he does have seven doubles, which is a pretty pretty good pace. And, and to me, that's a good sign that, I mean, look, if he were striking out at twice his normal rate with two or three doubles, I'd say, oh, this is, you know, this is terrible. But I think this is still just one of those things, and it's one of those extreme things for Pujols. And as far as the park goes... I'm not buying that it's Angel Stadium because that actually rates as a better hitter's park and a better homer park than the one that Pujols left, uh, really? Bush Stadium, Yeah, which is actually one of the toughest home run parks in, in Major League Baseball. What I might buy, and again, I'd have to look at the home road splits, is that he's, he left what is arguably the best home run division. Well, he's actually been better at home. His OPS is higher at home. Yeah. So it doesn't quite support the theory that his home park is hurting him more than his right, road. Right, but game. it might support the, the theory that it's the division because mm-hmm. he gets all those games in Seattle and Oakland. Mm-hmm. Granted, Texas is a good park, but he gets all those games in Seattle and Oakland, loses all the games at Wrigley, Miller Park, mm-hmm. uh, Minute Maid. Yeah. Um, um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, which yeah. is actually the best home run ballpark in that, uh, in that division. Well, the Pittsburgh is not good, but, I mean, you got four really good home run parks in the division. If anything's keeping his numbers down, I think it's that. All right. We, we redraft today. Where does Albert Pujols go? Three, four. Yeah, I was going to say Look, three, he was hitting, three or four. May 4th last year, he was hitting 233. And there was a stretch he went out with a home run, I think, from like May 13th, or from April 13th to May 13th last year. This isn't anything new. Okay. I don't believe the, the park thing. Mark Trumbo had 32 home runs as an angel last year. Yeah. Mark Trumbo. You're telling me Albert Pujols can't hit at night because of the maritime air? <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, I get it. Jose I've been to Anaheim. I don't think of it as very maritime. But. Well, that's, that was, that's what the, the scout said. That is what the scout said. <laughs> okay. Maritime air. Fair Jose enough. Jose Bautista is batting 194, three home runs, nine RBIs. One through ten, Nando. Uh, four. Okay, Al? Three. I'm more worried about Bautista than Pujols, I'll put it that way. Yeah? Yeah. Dra- redraft today, where does Bautista go? What did I say, Pujols three? Three or four, you Bautista said. Bautista four. Four or five. So who's one for you, by the way, Kemp? Uh, yeah, I think Kemp. Robinson Cano has one home run. Scale of one to ten. Uh, four. Really? Yeah. Two. Yeah, Two. that's what I was. Gonna... Maybe maybe one point five. He'll get hot. Well, why, I'm not why concerned. A four for you? I'm not concerned that his skill is gone. I'm concerned that maybe he just is coasting now that he's. Remember back when Mel- when they got rid of Melky Cabrera because the Cabrera and Cano were, were, were yeah. not motivated. They were screwing around too much. They weren't taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. I look back at that and think, oh, you know, maybe he's just kind of resting on his laurels a little bit and. You got a team like that, you can see a lot of other guys pick it up for you. Troy Tulowitzki, 273, two home runs, nine RBIs. Not terrible, but actually ranked below Jose Bautista in head to head points right now. Um, one through ten. Is that, well, I'm sorry, but okay, one through ten. Um, 
Yeah, one. I'm a one on that. What were you going to add? Uh, so is, is it walks? Uh, how, how does that uh, add up? Do you know? um, probably the fact that Bautista has one. They're close. But yeah. Bautista has one extra home run. Oh. They have the same amount of RBIs. Yeah, it could be walks, could be runs. Okay. I don't know, actually. Uh, I was surprised to see that, though. Uh, three up, three down. Here we go. Three up, number one. Mark Trumbo. You guys just took a little shot at him. Uh, <laughs> I didn't take a shot at him. You know what's interesting about Trumbo? He he's said he's batting. not as good as Albert Pujols. Well, I think a lot That's of people true. would agree with <laughs> that. say that. You can't Ooh. take that back. Although the numbers bear out that he's a better angel, I guess. Uh, he's hitting three forty-two with three home runs and eight RBIs. But he is only the 14th best Roto first baseman and 24th in head-to-head. So why, despite the good numbers, is he not that great in fantasy right now? He's only got 38 at-bats. That's the problem. But, I mean, he's one game away from, I think one game away each from outfield and, uh, and DH eligibility and, like, two away from third base eligibility, maybe. So how do you value him right now? Oh, I love, I'd lo- I think he's going to work his way, and I think the outfield's going to eventually be where it is, and they're going to have to make some kind of move with, with their glut to, to get. I don't know how they're going to do it because they got, uh, what's his name, ripping it up in AAA, Trout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. They've made a mess for themselves. But Trumbo's – how can you bench a guy who's batting 342 with three home runs and 38 at-bats? That's like 50 home run pace, and he hit 32 last year. Yeah, I would doubt the power, but uh, I think that batting average is going to fall a long, long way, maybe 100 points. Jared Saltalamacchia homer 70. twice. He has seven RBIs in his last three games. He is a top-12 catcher right now. Are you buying that, Al? Uh, buying – I mean, as in, you know, am I absolutely certain he's going to finish in the top-12? No, Um is it something that's possible? Yeah. I mean, he, he to me, is probably a fringe number one catcher at best, so I think maybe he's overperforming a little bit, but not, not by a lot. Kirk Neuenheis tripled and drove in the game-winning run on the 46th pitch from Heath Bell. Who's rushing to pick up Kirk Neuenheis? I'm walking slowly to pick him up. Yeah. I don't think people are, 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 are hip to Kirk Neuenheis just yet in the bigger leagues. And I'm sorry, in the shallower leagues. Right. It's, I mean, he's with, with Bay out. I think he's going to play. They're going to have a problem with Torres and Bay when they both come back. But until that time, Kirk Neuenheis has proven to be a very good play here. I could see him winning uh, some playing time over, over Torres when he comes back. Right, that's, that's some, though. Like He's not going to have the job to himself, which is the only thing. It, it all depends. Um, I think he could stay hot. Uh, you know, that said, I mean, for him staying hot is, is you know, a lot of singles and doubles and some stolen bases. I'm yeah. not sure that I'm rushing to pick him out in, in the shallower leagues that you're referring to, but in the deeper leagues, um, you know, probably too late. But yeah. if he's there, I'd want him. Three down now. We start with Heath Bell. He blew his third save. He has a 9.53 ERA. He walked four yesterday. He has walked seven hitters this year, I think in five and two-thirds. They have come, though, in only two of his outings, four yesterday, three on April 13th. Uh, all right, Al, uh, you just keep getting screwed by him in the podcast. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I think what he does here, he looks, he, he somehow looks at what I'm doing with him on uh, my roster. And yeah. you know, when I make him active, he just stinks. So I guess so. What are you going to do with him next week? I'll, I'll keep him active. I'm, I'm going to end the yo-yo game because in the end, I do believe in him. And even in this horrible 46 uh, pitch uh, affair yesterday, I saw some good things. Uh, he got himself in a hole early with the walks, but then he nearly got himself out of it with some good pitches in that great at bat with Justin Turner. I think it was a 13 or 14 Yeah, but he couldn't put him away. That's what, that's what worried me. He couldn't put him away. He couldn't, but I give Justin Turner some, some credit in that at-bat. It, it was a good at-bat, I thought, for both players. Uh, and I also wonder if uh, 
the Marlins really, Dossie Guillen really used Bell in a good way because I think there was an opportunity maybe in one of those games against the Nationals or earlier in this Mets series where Bell could have been used. I think it was too long right. uh, since his last uh, game when he was just starting to get back into a flow. So, it had been like five days, right? At least, yeah. Yeah, he hadn't pitched in a while. That's why he basically started yesterday. Yes. <laughs> that pitch count. Uh, Carlos Santana, Nando, we had – Certainly touted him as the top head-to-head catcher. I mean, the top catcher, but a guy that you could take in the second round in head-to-head leagues where you get points for walks. He is number six in head-to-head leagues. He's number nine in Roto right now. He's only batting two thirty-six, three home runs, 10 RBIs. He scored nine time, nine runs. What do you think about Carlos Santana? I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm chalking this one up to a, a fluky, slow start. I don't think anything's wrong with him. Three down number three, Gordon Beckham. Is he just a bad baseball player? He's hitting 170. <laughs> Me? I don't know. I, I really – I kind of believe in Gordon Beckham this year, not to the point where I reached for him and got him in some of those 12-team leagues, but, I, you know, I don't know. There, I don't think there's much more they can do. You know, they, they, they fix Adam Dunn. They can't seem to fix Gordon Beckham. They're start. I mean, he's starting. He's playing. It's just he's not responding. He's owned in about 20% of leagues. Is it, would you drop him for Darwin Barney? <sighs> yes. Barney's playing every day. He's got a good average, and he, he's perfect for like he's a perfect complement for the teams that I like to build with a lot of power, like Carlos Pena, low batting average types. Mm-hmm. Slide Barney in there, real cheap, and you know keep that average up. You know what? You just I, I almost sort of rolled my eyes here, but but you actually convinced me. Oh, jeez, um, <laughs> right? Thanks. No, you really no, you really did because I I've I've given up on Gordon Beckham, but I've just never thought much of Barney. But you're right, Barney at least could and, and should give you a decent batting average. I don't even expect that from Beckham. So yeah, I actually would. Uh, sub, sub Barney in. Beckham or Chris Getz? No. Uh, Getz. I think I'd do Beckham. Beckham or Ruben Tejada? That's I'm going to use Barney. I'm going to use Tejada. Yeah, but I, like, I think Barney's shown that he, he can get that average. I don't know. Tejada, to me, seems like a more like 260 guy, where Barney seems like a 285, 290. Still better than Beckham, I think. It's still better than Beckham, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I'd do Barney or Tejada if you. I'd do Barney. Barney, okay. Yeah. All right, rotation time. Five pitchers from yesterday's games that caught our eye. Matt Moore. Let's talk about Matt Moore because he really hasn't been great so far. He has a 4.68 ERA, uh, has not pitched more than six and two-thirds, which isn't terrible. But yesterday, only five and two-thirds against the Angels. But he has two great starts against Seattle and Oakland next week. Are there any closers that you would start over Matt Moore or – you know, certainly n- number two closers. That you, w- are there any of those guys you'd start over Matt Moore? Or are you definitely going with him next week, Al? I'm definitely going with Moore next week, even though I've not been very uh, impressed by what I've seen so far this year, in- including uh, on Thursday. But uh, yeah, again, especially as a number two guy, I can't think of anybody better as a number one. Sure, um, you know, a, a really solid closer like a, you know an Axford, somebody like that. I would start a- a- ahead of How about Moore, Heath Bell? but, but uh, Heath Bell. Boy, that's tough. No chance (laughs) am I starting Heath Bell over a guy who has Seattle and Oakland. Two good starts. No, now you've convinced me. (laughs) Well, wait, though, didn't Seattle just destroy Detroit? They They did score a bunch of runs. But they didn't face Verlander. For what it's worth, I thought Porcello would have a good game, and he didn't. So, but you know, yeah, back to more. I would start him. Yeah, Porcello, he's number two in the rotation. Oh. Great segue, my man. Uh, he, <laughs> Completely he, unintentional. He allowed five earned runs in six and two-thirds. He's struggling in the first inning. He's only in half our leagues. Keep him or drop him? Depends. Yeah, it depends on uh, next week, which I don't... Uh, <laughs> Let me guess. You have some scenarios. Uh, Porcello or Dubront? I'm, I'm, Dubront's growing on me big time. Yeah, Dubront. Porcello or Umber? Umber. Yeah, Umber. 
Porcello or Dickey? Dickey, who has just been R.A. Diculous. <laughs> uh. Uh, Rick Porcello, by the way, has Kansas City next week. Start or sit? Sit. Until home. further notice. Kansas City can be a dangerous team yeah. if they click. Yeah. They've won two in a row. Yeah, that's right. That's break dangerous. Break up the Royals, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I guess, yeah, when, go, go back to your initial question of, you know, is, is Purcell just a guy that you, you ditch? I would say generally, yeah, because to me, he is a, a pitcher ditch kind of guy. Like, I don't think he, he's useless in standard mixed leagues, but I would say you're starting him maybe at most 50% of the time. Yeah, I agree. I have a confession to make. I have been, uh, oh, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but... My life has just been dominated by sports lately, and yesterday was intense, okay? We had the NFL draft. <laughs> we had two hockey game sevens, which I watched for some reason. Uh, we've got the NBA playoffs coming up, and I, I only watched one inning of baseball last night, and it was Edinson Volquez against the Washington Nationals. And a, a little bit – I think it was the only late game last night. Um, a little bit of uh, Edwin Jackson I saw there too. But Volquez, from what I saw, looked very good. Struck out two guys when I watched. He threw seven innings, allowed one run on three hits. Seven strikeouts, only one walk. 0-2 with a 3-6-0 ERA. This is a very good start for Volquez. He's owned in 62% of leagues, started in 26%. Volquez or Max Scherzer? I think Volquez is a safer option right now. Believe it or not, the yeah. wild and crazy... Edinson Volquez is safer than Max Scherzer right now, yeah, especially I, when he's pitching in Petco. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I would go Volquez, too, but that says much more about my opinion about Max Scherzer than about Volquez. Volquez or Lance Lynn? Lynn. Uh, Volquez or Porcello? I'll go Volquez. Okay, I'll go Porcello. Right. <laughs> oh, so you can't like Volquez that much, Al. I, no, I don't. That's why I say that's right. how down I am on Scherzer right now. Wow. All right. Ryan Vogelsong, what do you guys think about him? 20 strikeouts in 19 and a third, but the ERA is not great, 4.19. Um, what do you think about Vogelsong? Uh, he, uh, every time I start to dig into Ryan Vogelsong, I get more confused. So I just stay <laughs> away for that reason. I don't know what to expect from him. I, I don't know Vogelsong of old or post-Japan Vogelsong. I, I'm not sure which one is going to show up. Al? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like him for home starts. He's been very consistently good when pitching at AT&T Park, which is pretty much true of most of that rotation. But um, no, I don't, I don't think he's trustworthy on a week-to-week basis. Vogelsong or Brian Mattis, who's fifth in our rotation and finally had a good start and didn't lose. He always loses. We'd still go with Vogelsong. I'd go right with now. Vogelsong on that one, yeah. You guys have more hope for Brian Mattis? He pitched well, six innings, no earned runs, two unearned, three strikeouts against Toronto. Does this do anything for you? Sure, because it was a good opponent, and I, haven't, I don't know when's the last time that Mattis did something like that in a regular season game. Seems like it's, it's been a long time. Scott will be happy. That's Scott's guy. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, some quick injury notes for you. Carl Crawford, he could be out three months with the elbow injury. Uh, what do you do, Nando? You had him in the podcast league, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's sitting there on the DL. You going to keep him there? Are you going to you going to drop him? I'm going to wait maybe 2 weeks because they were still kind of vague in the Red Sox announcement. They didn't give a timetable or anything, you know, that's just speculation that it's 3 months. So, going to give it 2 weeks. If it really is 3 months, then I'm going to drop him. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Al. What are you going to do? I'm going to get Ryan Sweeney in deeper leagues. I like that move. Yeah. I like that move a lot. I mean, don't you think just this definitely gives him more time in the outfield? Well, it does, and, and actually, I think it benefits Cody Ross even more than Sweeney because yeah. Sweeney entered the season as the guy getting the bigger share of platoon time in, in right field before there was room for both Ross and Sweeney to start every day. But regardless, um, you know, I think that Sweeney is legit and uh, definitely worth picking up in, in deeper leagues. Ryan Zimmerman will see a doctor in L.A. today about his shoulder. 
The Tigers released Brandon Inge, and they called up first baseman Brad Eldred, who's tearing it up at AAA. We talked about him yesterday. How about that, huh? All right, so Inge being gone, what fantasy impact with him leaving and uh, Eldred coming up? Well, Eldred, I think they're going to play in the outfield. There's there's no there's nowhere for him to play between first and and uh, at his natural position. Uh, but I think maybe Brennan Bosch gets hurt a little bit if he's going to play the outfield. That's my initial guess. I don't know how much he's going to play. This could be like Shane Spencer, you know, banging out a bunch of home runs in a short amount of time. Are you picking him up in AL only leagues? I did. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, I did. The second I saw that, I ran out and picked him up. Okay. Um, who'd you drop for him? You remember? Um, Andrew Jones. Oh, all right. Uh, Orioles closer Jim Johnson could be released from the hospital today. Keep an eye on him. We don't know when he'll regain the closer's role. I don't know if they'll ease him back or not, but uh, that's something to watch. Danny Duffy will miss Friday start with tightness in his elbow. They think it's only going to be one start, Al, but I don't like tightness in the elbow here. I don't either. Um, So, yeah, supposedly it's not a big deal. Supposedly the Royals expect him to only miss one start. But, uh, that's yeah, that's not an injury that I think you just want to blow off. Uh, you definitely want to pay attention to, to Duffy for next week. Mendoza was good yesterday as well. Uh, Lorenzo Cain out about a month, and Aubrey Huff is on the DL. Joaquin Arias was called up. Aubrey Huff going on the DL. Who does his benefit, guys? I think Belt. I would say definitely Belt uh, the most. Okay. I think Sheerholtz has already played himself in yeah. a beneficial role. Are you guys going to start Sheerholtz next week? He, uh, he's 0 for 12 after everybody went gaga over him. It's, I mean, in those deeper leagues, I think you have to. In the shallower leagues, we have options. You know, it's not just that number. It's just it's Nate Sheerholtz. You know, it's right. I think we kind of know what Nate Sheerholtz is. Yeah, it didn't really change much for me. The hot streak or the cold streak. Uh, I, either way, I'd be starting him in NL only, and either way, I'd be not starting him anywhere else or even owning him. Real quick, let's go around baseball, and then we'll get into starter sit. Uh, Brandon Allen hit the walk-off home run for the Rays yesterday off Jordan Walden. He's the newest Ray. Uh, until Matsui comes aboard anyway. But Joe Madden called him Brandon Jones. He did? Check out his Twitter feed. Joe Madden said, you know, I really liked talking to Brandon Jones before, and I like him more after that. What? And then he corrected us. I was like, oh, sorry, I must have football on my mind. I meant Brandon Allen. Who's well, there's Brandon a baseball Jones? Brandon Jones, Maybe too. Brandon James. I don't know. It was Brandon James. He, he just called him by the wrong name. It was funny. Oh, okay. Check it out. That's pretty funny. But anyway, does Brandon Allen have any value? Maybe uh, he's got a big bat. Yeah. I mean, tons of potential, but we – he hasn't really produced in times where he's had a chance. So I'd say worth the shot in AL only, but need to see a lot more uh, in anything, in anything shower than that. Well, does Brandon James have any value or, Jay or Jones <laughs> or whoever? <laughs> Probably not. Drew Hudson, Drew Hutchison threw five plus innings for the blue Jays against the Orioles, two earned runs, two strikeouts, who cares? Anyone? Oh, we do. He's on a 24 hour party. That's right. He is yeah. a 24 hour par- party person. Uh, got, we got him for seven bucks. Off really? of Fab, right? Yep. Yeah. Where our party people is your team name. Yes. Yeah, we should clarify. Yeah, it's not like a reality <laughs> TV show or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, we, we, we care, and I'm, I'm slightly disappointed. I mean, it doesn't sound like a bad line, but still, uh, command was not terrific in the start and only went five innings. Better guy to pick up right now, Eldred or Hutchison? Bail only. I think actually Hutchison, um, yeah. you know, because I think he's in that rotation for a while unless he really is terrible, and I don't expect Hutchison to be terrible. Eldred, I'm just really skeptical. Uh, you know, she, you mentioned saying Shane Spencer. I was thinking maybe Chris Shelton, you know, kind yeah. of same idea, you know, might have a week or two where he's a, a fantasy stud, and then we'll never hear from him again. Jordan Walden, you know, he blew the save yesterday, but he has actually only had two save opportunities all season, and the same with Houston Street. When you guys see something like that, what's your reaction? It'll turn. Yeah. It'll come around. 
nothing to worry about. I don't think he's going to get, what, 15 save chances on the entire year, <laughs> if you do the math there. Maybe around, yeah, between probably like 17 and 20. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna do, we'll see some more save opportunities, especially once Pujols turns it around. Street, I don't know. I, I can't predict how San Diego is going to win or lose, but they seem to have a lot when Heath Bell was the closer. I don't know what's really different there. Well, Brandon League has seven saves, tied for the most in baseball. Do you sell Brandon League? Do you sell high on I know you do. I sell him. I yeah. remember when you were trying to draft him with Jamie. And who'd I take instead? God, I can't. Was it Walden? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the reason why I took Walden is because I just figure League is a, is a great candidate to, to be moved midseason. So you still feel that way, Al? I still do. And since he's got so many saves, he's, his value is just all that much more enhanced. So I think he's a great sell-high candidate. Who would you sell him for? Would you, would you sell him for Sean Marshall, who uh, blew, blew his first save yesterday, allowed three earned runs? He does have four saves on the year, but now his ERA is over six. Yeah, it, absolutely I would do that. Henry Rodriguez? No, because I think his shelf enough. life's even shorter than, than Leagues, and, I, and his quality is lower, too. Why do you say his shelf life's shorter than Leagues? Uh, because it just, you know, Storen's coming back eventually, so. Let's not forget about Lidge. He's still, he's still yeah, peeking up. There's that. <laughs> when is Thorin going to come back? Do we know? Uh, I, have to, yeah, I haven't seen anything on him recently, but last I recall was you know, mid-season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was July-ish. Yeah. Well, then definitely don't sell Brandon Lee, Brandon Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, and Gabby Sanchez hit his first home run yesterday. Is Gabby Sanchez a standard mixed league guy for you? I think he is. He wasn't or isn't really for me in the podcast league because I made a deal this week. Uh, oh, you made a trade. That's right, yeah. And I was offered uh, Prince Fielder for Ryan Braun. And even though I like Braun better as a player, I like the fact that it allowed me having Fielder to move Gabby to the bench. And I've even given a little bit of thought as to whether or not he'd be a guy I dropped if there was somebody I really wanted to pick up. Would you drop him for Brandon Belt? Conceivably, yeah. Not right now, I wouldn't. But if Belt gets the regular playing time, which now he has the better shot of doing and hits the way I thought he would last year or even going into this year, I would absolutely make that move. But not right now. Gabby or Adam LaRoche? Gabby. I think I go LaRoche. Gabby or Yonder Alonso? Hey, this is, we're, we're on like a psychic level today. We were just talking right? about Yonder Alonso before the show. Yeah. I had Al look up how many uh, doubles he has in his last seven two games. Seven doubles overall. Four, four in the last, last two games. games. Yeah, two straight doubles. games with two doubles. And yet I still go Gabby here. I go Alonso. The thing about Yonder is that he's going to hit doubles yeah. because he won't be able to hit home runs <laughs> in Petco, right? That's probably true, but who knows how that Marlins Park plays? Um, yeah, bad for bad for righties. That's for sure. Better for lefties. They should switch. <laughs> the whole Ted Williams Trade Joe DiMaggio thing. Yeah. They gotta switch stadiums. The old Gabby Sanchez Yonder Alonso. It'll go down in the books. University of Miami alums there <laughs> getting traded. Uh, all right, here we go. Starter sit. Let's start with the pitchers. Uh, look at the two start guys. Al, you said this is not a week. This is not a great week for two start guys that are out there and available. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's some nice options that are. You're, Probably already on your rosters, but in terms of guys to pick up, the pickings are quite slim. Yeah. Starter sit Trevor Cahill at Washington and at the Mets. Uh, yeah, I think you got to start Cahill. Yeah. Start or sit. Ooh, this one could be tough. Ubaldo Jimenez at the White Sox and home against Texas. I'm starting him. I, I am too, and I, I don't really love those matchups. And I don't really love Ubaldo so far this season, but just by virtue of who else is probably available. I'd, I'd give him a shot. Starter sit Clay Buckholtz against the A's and uh, Orioles at home. I think Ooh. I'd start him. 
I think this might be the last chance, but you got to start him for these two starts because if this is the week he turns it around, he's going to be sitting on your bench with two spectacular starts. Yeah, um, I would try to avoid him, but would start him in in lieu of other options. Oh, I'm literally, I am literally starting him in the podcast league. Him and Jimenez. Uh, uh, I hope I play you this week. Right, we'll see what happens, <laughs> man. <I> got- <laughs> hey, by the way, if you own Ricky Nolasco, people, he's only started in 46% of leagues. Start him next week. He's at the Giants and at the Padres. For goodness sake, Al, yeah, start and I think Ricky Nolasco. Start Ricky Nolasco. He was good. Yeah, uh, He was very good on Thursday, and we, for the most part, have seen the good, rookie, the good Ricky this year. All right. Ooh, this one's tough. Jason Hamill. At the Yankees and at Boston. That is tough. Jeez. Starter sit. He's owned in 62% of leagues. Started in 36%. Uh, probably sit, Hamill. And I like Hamill, but those, that, those are pretty brutal matchups. Samarja at the Phillies, home against the Giants. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit him. I need to see him. If these two starts are spectacular, then maybe the next time a two-start comes around, I'd start him. Okay. Who are you going to pick up? These are guys who are owned in... 40% of leagues or less. Luke Hoshaver at Detroit and home against the Yankees. Bronson Arroyo, Cubs, and then at the Pirates. Aaron Harang at Colorado and at the Cubs. Juan Nicasio, Dodgers, and Braves at home. Uh, Hoshaver, Arroyo, Harang, Nicasio. Arroyo and Nicasio. Absolutely. In that um, order? Uh, I'm just looking at the matchups one more time. Prob- no, actually, I would probably flip the order. Nicasio, then Arroyo. I think I'd do Harangue. Yeah, maybe Nicasio. That start Colorado could be really bad. Yeah. For Harangue. For, for Harangue. Harangue. But it's against Nicasio. Yeah. No, Live I, and die. I, I like Nicasio uh, picking up a W in that one. It's, I don't know. Harangue sometimes to me is, is great. Like when he had those 13 strikeouts. And sometimes he's terrible. I will and, read uh, the rest of the list. Man, I don't know. That's tough. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. No, no. Go. I was I'll just... read the rest of the list. Boy, this is ugly. Uh, well, you know what? Randy Wolf, though. Randy Wolf has the Padres and the Giants <sighs> on the road. He's been terrible, though, this year. Yeah. He's been terrible. Yeah. And look, hey. He and faces... he's facing Matt Cain. I mean, yeah. he might pitch well and still get a, get a loss. He's also facing Joe Weiland. And Yonder Alonso. <laughs> Uh, all right, Josh Colmenter, James McDonald, Jay Happ, Hector Noesi, Jerome Williams. You know, I always thought it was Jeremy, but I keep hearing it as Jerome now. But I, they used to call him Jeremy. Did it? Are you sure I think of Jeremy Gonzalez? With the eye? No, I'm... No. Whatever, Jerome Williams. Jerome Williams, the guy who did the seashell necklace. His mom's seashell necklace that he always wore. Is that right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Maybe I've just maybe well, I watched way too much baseball. She's the one who sells by the sea. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Joe Island, Charlie Morton, Chris Volstad, Liam Hendricks, Luis Mendoza. <laughs> Chris Volstad has pickled peppers. <laughs> uh, Adam Wilk. Adam Wilk is he? I he's, he's out of the rotation. He's done. Scratch that one. He's yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in the minor he's leagues. And if he hadn't been, he should have been. So. Do you like anyone that I just named? Not especially. If you got a stretch, Joe Island wasn't bad his last time out. I, I tell you what, if if you got a stretch. Maybe James McDonald with the near no-no this week. He's a matchup matchups guy. Those are bad matchups for him. I know the Braves are scoring a ton of runs, but McDonald usually pitches pretty well at home, and that's a home start. And then he gets the uh, – or I'm sorry, no, that's in Atlanta. But the second one's a home but start. But the second one's a home start don't against, they have a lot of lefties, against the Reds. The Reds. Um, and he's a- bad against Actually, lefties, yeah, right? you know what? He's, he that, tends to be bad that, against that a lot of people. That starts going to be pretty bad for him. <laughs> Avoid McDonald. 
Uh, okay, here we go. So not a, not a good week for the two-star pitchers. What about these one-star pitchers? Jonathan Neese has only started in half our leagues. That should go up. He's at Houston. He's owned in 82% of leagues, but started in half. Um, you like him? He's, he's been very good this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Lincecum against Milwaukee, starter sit. And we should say that you know we do this on a Friday instead of a Sunday like last year. These guys are going to have other starts before then, this weekend, some of them anyway. Lincecum against Milwaukee, starter sit. I'm rolling the dice. I'm going for it. As of now. Yeah, one more time. Zambrano at San Francisco. He's owned in half our leagues. He could be a good guy to pick up. Thumbs um, up to that, yeah. We talked about Porcello against Kansas City. Vargas against Minnesota. He's owned in about half our leagues. Neiman has Seattle at home. So these are just some options for you. You can pick those up if you, you know, maybe you stream two-star pitchers. Well, these guys, they're only in about half our leagues. They could be better than these crappy two-star pitchers that we talked about. I would say most of them are. Uh, two-star Arroyo or a one-star Vargas? Two-star Arroyo. Yeah, I, I like Arroyo, Arroyo this week a lot. Two-star Harang or a one-star Neiman? Neiman. Yeah, I'll go with Neiman. How about some hitters? Sure. Here's Talk what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read Scott White's stuff. <laughs> Scott White writes the Hit Parade. Here are the five best hitting schedules this week. Yankees, Angels, Dodgers, Cubs, Cardinals. Yankees, Angels, Dodgers, Cubs, Cardinals. Any fringe guys that stand out? I mean, Trumbo, start him this week? I think I think so. I think they're trying to get creative getting him in the lineup. So, Okay, he could be a good start. His problem's at bats. Do we, do we, are we, would we still call up Ryan LaHara a fringe guy? Cause I, think he, I think he's up to 50 now. Look, that's, that's pretty fringy, and I think he's worth a start. LaHara or Trumbo? LaHara. LaHara. Because I think they're playing a lot of righties, and LaHara, I think it's like six righties and one lefty. Okay. And if, if LaHara sits against lefties, that's still a lot of opportunity for mm-hmm. him. There. Yeah. Anyone in the Yankees outfield? I don't know. They're playing Baltimore for three and Kansas City for four. I don't know the splits with the righties and the lefties. It wouldn't matter. They, they mix up that outfield so much since Gardner's been down that I, I don't even know who to suggest at this point outside of Ibanez. How about a guy like David DeJesus? Would you start him? No. Nah. He's got a good matchup. I just don't like him. The even if he got a bad the great matchup, matchup. Would you start DeJesus or Juan Pierre? Pierre. Pierre. Five bad hitting schedules this week. The Brewers, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Padres, and the Indians. Brewers, Blue Jays, Phillies, Padres, Indians. Cameron Mabin this week, starter set. He's got bad matchups, and he's been terrible. Yeah, that sounds like a set. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Vernon Wells or Cameron Mabin? Cameron Wells Mabin. has good matchups. I go Mabin, yeah. Okay. Let's run down Scott's uh, sleepers and busts at catcher. Sleepers, Russell Martin. Bust is Jonathan Lucroy. At first base, sleeper is Kendry Morales, and the bust is Adam Lind. Adam Lind or Mark Trumbo? Mark Trumbo. I think it'll Adam Lind. Really? I'm just worried that Trumbo's not going to get the at-bats. This is, I mean, this is, I know I've been going back and forth so far. <laughs> Trumbo, because they could get creative with Trumbo. Way to get him in. Adam Lind or LaHare? Uh, LaHare. Yeah, LaHare for me, too. Yeah. Second base, sleeper is Jose Altuve. And the bus is Jason Kipnis. Third base, sleeper is Mike Avilas. And Chase Headley is your bust. Shortstop, Rafael Farcall is your sleeper. Jimmy Rollins, three for 33 right now, guys. Mm. Uh, he's the bust. You sit him? Probably not. For a guy like Farcall? No, guys come back to the mean usually. Yeah. Rollins goes three for 33. Next week he's 11 for 33. Still think he's one of your better shortstop options. So you're going to go against Scott and say start Farcall or start Rollins over Farcall? Well, uh, I yeah, know. I would. I would. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I wouldn't sit 
Rollins. They're, they're, they're both really on the verge. Well, I don't know if they're <laughs> on the verge, but they're, they're both due to regress at some point. If you have them both, you trade for a call. You don't sit one of them. Uh, right. Sleepers in the outfield, Matt Joyce and Brian LaHare. And Bust, Cameron Mabin, and Colby Rasmus. Let's read some emails here at fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. And please put podcasts in the subject line. First email comes from Pitbull. Everybody knows a weekly head-to-head Roto League is the way to go. No more arguing about which one is better. Here's the best of both worlds. My buddies and I have been doing one like this for several years now, and it's foolproof. Seven by seven, runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen base average, on-base percentage, and slugging. And pitching categories are wins, complete games, Ks, saves, ERA, whip, and strikeout to walk ratio. Um, I, you know, I don't actually. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like your your league, Pitbull, <laughs> because there's no need to have on base and slugging. You can make OPS one category, and you. I don't like K through K per walk ratio. I'm not really into that. I'm going to stick with my argument that doubles and triples are counted in runs and RBI. They're and not, hits though. and average and <laughs> they're essential to that to producing those stats. Also, I don't like complete but, games. That's a ridiculous stat. Well, yeah, like but you games. got two guys who might both be equally good at doubles and triples hitting, but they've got different lineups and they might be rewarded. You know, one guy might be more rewarded for his doubles power than another guy. I, I have no issue. Well, that's also RBI and runs, though. That's you got to argue against RBI and runs for the same reason. But I'm saying then reward both. Reward you know guys for you know being in, in better lineups. Or if you just want to reward a guy for his skill solely, then yeah, then then don't do run production. Ready for the yeah. Nando email? Yeah. Nando Garduno. I have an interesting hypothesis for your stat crunchers to possibly explore. It appears that this April is producing an inordinate amount of above average of MLB players hitting below the Mendoza line. It seems like a large number of star caliber players are struggling mightily. Has me wondering, does the recent increase in players failing drug tests have anything to do with this? Manny, Ryan Braun, and many other lower-profile players have been getting popped. Uh, that's Nando. I, I don't really agree with the premise, but I'll let you guys go ahead and explore that. I don't think It's not like there's an epidemic right now or anything. I think, you know what, I think the, 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 you know, so many pitchers, so many hitters have gotten, you know, were on it supposedly, have gotten off it. I think the bigger deal that no one's looking at is the, uh, the greenies. Yeah, because for hitters, I mean, you do 162 games, it gets monotonous. You know, pitchers at least you got every five days, so I think they they help with the monotony to get you ready to go. And once they got rid of those, maybe that affected the hitters a little more than the pitchers because you know, you pitcher, you're amped up every five days. Let's go, I'm going to pitch. Hitter, you're like, all right, here's you know, here's my third game in Detroit. Blah. That's just a guess. Yeah, I, I would say that just defensive- from my softball experience, that's how <laughs> I feel. Defensive positioning, I think, is a huge factor. In limiting runs, and it's just gotten so much better. Um, so I, I don't really think, huh? I don't really think that um, Ryan Braun failing his his drug test has anything to do with his struggles. And I, I don't really know of any other examples. I think Manny Ramirez is, is old and done, right? And you know, obviously, he's still suspended right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't really make a link between PEDs and bad production right now. No, I agree. There's just not enough evidence. So, Phil uh, in Newfoundland. He says, straight up, now tell me. I actually added, now tell me. He wrote, straight up. <laughs> Would you drop that choice for Jose Altuve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a question in there. <laughs> yeah, I would. Okay. Altuve had power in the minor leagues. Go look at his minor league numbers, Phil, from Newfoundland. He, uh, he, he did have some power in the minor leagues that people, I think, overlook. Yeah, Chris, I, I feel like it's a very even swap. Um, 
I think I'd lean a little bit towards Joyce, but I think they're both, you know, good for power vis-a-vis their position. Chris from New Jersey, if Bauer is called up soon, would you drop any of the following pitchers for him? Cueto, Jaime Garcia, Markham. Ooh, because I, I certainly would want Bauer on my roster, but I would not want to drop any of those three. So yeah. I would have to say no. Not with L. And Sam and Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. First, uh, is there a correlation between Adam's performance on the podcast and whether or not he is wearing a tie? I feel like there's something there. <laughs> Don't tell him what you're wearing today and see if he can tell if this is a good one or a bad one. That's yeah. a good yeah, good test. There you go. A <laughs> controlled experiment there. Second, would you grade the trades I just pulled? 12-team, 6 by 6 head-to-head league, whip and OPS are the extra categories. I got Matt Latos and Jim Johnson traded away Ricky Weeks. Yeah, that's a great trade. Good trade. Decent I got Lance trade. Berkman and Howard Kendrick traded away Ian Kennedy and Lance Lynn. Lance Berkman and Kendrick giving up Kennedy and Lynn. That one I don't like. I uh, me neither. It's I don't think it's terrible, but I would rather have uh, Berkman and or uh, rather uh, Kennedy and Lynn. And finally, Keith tells us which Ninja Turtles we are. <laughs> Adam is Leonardo, organizer of the podcast and leader. Al is Donatello because you know he loved Babip. Scott is Raphael, strong and certain in his approach, and Nando is Michelangelo, who probably also liked Noesi. <laughs> <laughs> those are those parallels make no sense, but I'll take them. Actually, I think he is dead on. Oh, good. The, the pot, Leonardo wasn't the leader. Leonardo was the leader. No, uh, Splinter was the leader. No, Leonardo was the leader. Yes, yeah, Splinter was the leader, but <laughs> oh. Splinter was the coach. Leonardo was the team captain. Is that right? Basically, I, yeah. I didn't notice that. In the the, the only one that doesn't really work, Scott being Raphael, because Raphael was kind of a badass, and Scott, I love him, but he's not a badass, <laughs> you know. But wow, Donatello, yeah, I think Al, you're, yeah, I think this works. So there was a, the there was a Ninja Turtle that was into advanced stats. He would have been. Yeah, he was. You know, he was pretty. He was. A you can talk just totally ignorant on this subject. He had like oh, Al, come on, jobs. really? Yeah, you're not a Ninja Turtles guy. Just, you know, not exposed to the to the wonder and the greatness of it. Thank God for the internet. Oh, that's what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> the, you know, first, the first movie is actually, it's a good one. Michelangelo was the party dude, according to the yes. song. Yeah. Wait, Leonardo? Uh, I don't remember all of them, but Michelangelo is a party dude. <laughs> I do remember that part. <laughs> 100%. Wait, wasn't Raphael as cool but rude? Mm, yeah, that sounds... It's too bad we don't have these computers. We can look up the lyrics to this. We'll do this after the show. Sure. I'd like to see exactly if there's some hidden message. It's a weekend homework assignment. <laughs> and everybody else, have a great weekend. Get your lineup set for Fantasy Week 5. We will talk to you on Monday. See you later.